Welcome, y'all, to the most rip-roaring radio show in contention. It's your friendly neighborhood DJ, Wolf the Dog. We are broadcasting live and uncut from 694.2 PTBP. Welcome to one of only two segments on this show, Howlin' with Wolf. This listener wrote, Hey Wolf, just want to give a shout out to my amazing DM Joe and my swashbuckling comrades. Opus, Dick Bugsley, and Wingapo. We've survived pirates, shark people, and hurricanes raining blood, and I wouldn't have wanted to go through it with anyone else. Thanks for a great adventure. Love, Blythe. You know, that was real sweet, except for that part about shark people and bloody precipitation. That sounds nasty. Wolf the dog kind of nasty. Your old buddy Wolf wants to hear all about your nasty. Go ahead and submit a five-star review on your podcast app, screenshot that shit, and send it to us or tag us on social media at PretendingPod on Instagram and Twitter, pretending to be people of Facebook. Now speaking of blood-filled hurricanes, I'm about to make it rain some news on y'all. Officers Bishop and Pettymore headed to the suburbs to chat with Dr. Marie Jacobs when they saw an unkempt man frantically vacuuming his lawn. There are two more paragraphs here, but they have been crossed out with a very, very thick sharpie. Our brave and heroic contingent police officer, Keith Vigner, was made unconscious by Billy Harrison. The man found tied up in the trunk of Charles Donovan, the drunk who threatened the woman at Forgotten Treasures. Both of these cats have told officers that they are friends of John Peters. Now speaking of cats, Dr. Marie Jacobs seems to be up to no good, y'all. Officers Bishop and Pettymore found man-sized fecal matter in the litter box, and then Dr. yelled, Salem, prompting something to begin running up the stairs from the basement. Y'all ever take a shit in your cat's litter box? up wearing a thin gown and both of your wrists have been handcuffed to the sides of the hospital bed that you are in. Billy Harrison, your uniform and your gear are nowhere to be seen. However, the door to this room is now open and a decent amount of the clinic staff is standing around outside it. Some of them are pointing their phones at you. All of them are laughing some more subtly than others, you overhear a few phrases like, oh, no wonder William was so embarrassed by him, and oh, isn't that, isn't that Keith Beans? What's he calling himself now? And uh, they notice you wake up and awkwardly shuffle about as a young woman comes into the room with bolt cutters and breaks the links on your cuffs, leaving you with a pair of nice iron bracelets. Cool. Uh, and she says, uh, ignore them, a bunch of gossip hounds. Are you okay? What the hell happened? We're not entirely sure. It seems that you may have been unconscious for, for some time. Have you found, where's Billy Harrison at? 
the man that you came in with is is no longer here. Um, no one has seen him. Well, I gotta I gotta get going. Okay. I want to f- see if I can uh, see security footage to see where he went off to or how he got away. You can go check in. She'll take you to go look at the security footage in the clinic. And they really just have, like, a couple cameras in the lobby. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we were at the clinic and not the hospital, right? Correct. You're at the clinic in contention. The footage shows Billy Harrison in your uniform just walking out the front door. Okay. Well, the guys are not going to be happy about this one. Um, as you... Uh, <laughs> as you... <laughs> As you uh, as you get to the front door, it is rather dark outside. What time did we get here? Early evening. So it's been like a couple hours or an hour or... I would say, yeah. I mean, you came in and you waited around for a while for his results and, and for him to come to. And he had had a concussion. Is that right? Yes. Hmm. I rode here in the ambulance, didn't I? Correct. So I'm going to have to radio the guys to come get me, I think. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. John had just finished getting handcuffs on Dr. Marie Jacobs when she hollered, Salem! And you heard something glumphing up the stairs from the basement. What do you do? If I just hear footsteps coming up the stairs, I'm just looking down the stairs. Clark, you've got your hand keeping the basement door open, and you lean your head back to look down the stairs, and you see a man with blood pouring down his face onto his chest from a seemingly broken nose. He is wearing a pair of novelty boxer briefs featuring Pepe Le Pew and a black collar around his neck, and he is on all fours making his way up the stairs <laughs> at a rapid pace. John? <laughs> I, I guess I draw my gun and, and yell, stop right there. Same. I mean, as soon as I would see it. Okay. It is coming for you. So, Clark, he is going to jump at you. He is, like, raising up onto his hind legs. Any visible claws? No claws, uh, just hands. And he is, it looks like he, yeah, he's pouncing on you. I want to get away from that. So are you going to try to get away, or how are you handling the situation? I would like to uh, dodge out of the way. All right, sounds good. Roll dodge for me against his unarmed combat. Pass, 24 on a 50. Okay, he passed 40 on a something. So he is going to... Probably pretty high. He is going... He, uh, yeah, he actually, he rolled pounce. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and so, John, you actually see right next to you, this man takes Clark to the ground with his hands on Clark's shoulders. Uh Uh-huh. What the fuck? (laughs) And it is John's action. Jesus. What do you do? I, uh, what is Marie doing? She's just handcuffed? Correct. She is not doing anything right now because it's your turn. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) I just yell, get off him. Come on. Come on, Salem. Get Ah, fuck, man. I don't know what to do in a Catman situation. I want to try to, like, kick him off. Okay. (laughs) Get get out of here. Get Get out of here, Cat. Get. (laughs) Get. Roll unarmed combat to kick him off. Could I roll strength? 
if you if you're trying to kick him, if you want to roll strength, that would be like trying to grab and like. I'm trying to push him with my leg muscles. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know no, what? I mean uh, an arm's fine. <laughs> They're neither one is great. Ooh, pass. 32 on a 40. Nice. Okay, he's distracted right now, so it's unopposed. And so you put your foot where on his body? Like, wherever I think I'm going to get the most leverage, like center mass. Just, just right trying on his, to, like, right above his hip. You just, just like, <laughs> chest area, just trying to, like, but I feel like I'm coming at him from the side. Right, yeah. It's just a solid, like, just rib, <laughs> like. Yeah, right in the ribs. And you, uh, you, you, you hoist him off of Clark. Does he not seem to recognize that he has, gun, like, a gun pointed at him? Like, no. No, okay, so he's, he's pretty full cat man. And immediately Marie uh, Marie says, Don't don't hurt him! Don't hurt him! Clark, it is your turn. Uh, we saw pictures earlier of her and her husband and the cat. That is correct. Does this guy look like the husband? This is Doug Jacobs. Okay, so Salem Doug is laying on the ground now? Yes, he has, uh, he has fallen over on his side, and he just lays there and puts his hand on your face. Rub his belly. I want to try and cuff him. Okay. Roll law or dexterity. They happen to be the same. Oh, fun. 38 on a 60. Okay. You reach out and throw a cuff on the the hand that is reached out for your face. Mm -hmm. And you can pretty easily get his other hand cuffed as well. Nice. Behind or in front? I would like behind. Okay. So you just kind of do a maneuver and roll roll over on him and handcuff him. So now you are on top of him and he is face down on the ground. And he's just kind of laying there. He's not worried about it. He seems domesticated, Clark. (laughs) Dr. Jacobs, do you want to tell us what the hell is going on here? Why is your husband a cat man named Salem? Oh, so you know. That's what's going on here. <laughs> Do you want to describe the process? Go ahead and roll sanity for me real quick. Both of you. Ooh, 95. 92. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> you both lose one. I'm at 42 now. I'm at 43. I want to roll Doug over on so that he's looking at me. Hey, uh, Salem, Doug, can you hear me? Meow. In English? He doesn't speak English. He's a cat. How long how long has he been a cat? Um a couple days. <laughs> okay. How did he become a cat? Why am I <clears throat> Ma'am, this is all kinds of illegal. I don't think there's anything on the books. There you can't have cat golems. It's not a golem, it's listen lady, whatever the hell this is, you can't have, okay? I didn't ask for this. This belongs in a science lab or something. You can't just take away my cat because he happens to be taking the place inside the body of my husband. Oh it's a regular old Salem in the body thing. It's a freaky Friday. It's a freaky Friday. Ma'am, did your husband get freaky Friday? doctor, I'm sorry. Did your husband get freaky Friday? Which one? The Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh. <laughs> 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 yes. How did your husband get Freaky Friday? <sighs> I'm not positive, but it happened when I got the radio. Interesting. You didn't think this was something you needed to tell anybody? I have personal reasons for being fine with the current situation. <laughs> <laughs> Is, 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 you know what, man? I think we needed that. You know, I think we can all understand that a little bit. Is, is your husband 
in Salem. Where's the where's, where, yeah? Where's, where's the cat? Doug ran out of here almost <laughs> immediately. I. It's not that he was a. Doug was not a very good man or a good husband. I was fine to be rid of him. If he wants to wander the streets as a kitty cat, that is totally fine by me. I don't think this concerns the police, honestly. I, you know, I can't tell you exactly how, but I am certain 100% this concerns the police. I just don't see it. There, don't. There's a lot that feels illegal here, but you're right. I can't exactly put my finger on it. I can't tell. We, if only Maggie were here. I haven't been able to find any statute on the books. So you've been looking into it. You had a suspicion maybe this wasn't right. You've been checking your P's and Q's here. Uh, I, quick Google search. Hey, doctor, uh, why is Doug, Doug Mancat, Catman Doug, no bleeding. Oh, um, that tall, awful man punched him in the face. I thought it was very rude. When he stole your radio? Yes. He was very aggressive. And Salem tried to protect me. Thankfully, he didn't shoot him. He followed his instruction really well. You know, we could maybe use something like this on the floor. This is my cat, and I'm not going to give him to the contention police department just because he's a giant man now. Man, the... the... I mean, he's a regular... He's a tall man. He was, He's not, you know, giant per se, but... It's going to take scientists and philosophers decades to figure out what this is. This is not your cat. I would personally appreciate it if we didn't go to scientists or authorities above yourselves... On this matter, if you could just leave me be, I don't see an issue here. Clark, you want to talk a minute? You mean you? Yeah. We've got we've garnered the information that the radio is not here anymore. That maybe our drunk Charlie guy took it. Right. And we the lead we have on him is falling up on his hotel room, where maybe all this stuff might be waiting for us. Right. John would be open to like John would just be like, oh, if you want this not talked about, what's in it for me? I don't. Clark wouldn't though, right? Probably. No. Yeah. But Clark is also a little insane and doesn't know. Like we, we real quick were happy to, with the Freaky Friday explanation, which I'm cool with. But so I don't know where to take him from here. <laughs> he can still. I mean, he can. He could have not processed anything yet. He might just in the moment, like, uh huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but this still leaves us. Where do we go? Where do we go? Yeah. We've got to secure this Catman somehow. This. Well, God damn it. Do we take a Catman in? <laughs> I think we should take them both in because it would be hilarious to have them in a jail cell. Yeah, let's do that. Ma'am, um, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to take you and Doug Salem in for further Salem. questioning. Well, well it's, again, it's Salem. The, it, the theological. It's Doug's the, body biological that's salem in doug's body in doug's body yeah eh. this is your cat in spirit and his mind has inhabited your husband's body our vessels matter very little to me well i don't know if they do to the law is the thing in fact most of our laws are about the harming of those vessels this seems like harm yeah he's a victim <laughs> go catch char uh <laughs> oh, yeah. go catch that drunk man yeah, do we? I don't know if we need to take them. Like taking them in would be handy for us if we need to ask him or any, anything more. But also, just I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Doctor, uh, I'm I'm afraid we're gonna have to take you down to the station for 24 hours, 48 maybe. Uh, ask you a few more questions. Uh, and what are you gonna do? Put this on the books? Who's gonna believe you? You're all gonna be fired immediately. Actually, ma'am, uh, there is a bit of an uh, managerial crisis. 
at the police station right now. It turns out we don't have a whole lot of supervision at the moment. So I think for 48 hours, we can uh, get some more out of you. Well, I think that's genuinely horrifying. I think your cat husband is genuinely horrifying. I think he's rather cute. He's also that. Uh, does Salem have any uh, toys he particularly likes? Clark. He's a perp. I just figured we have to get him in the car somehow. This is a man who literally just tackled a police officer. <laughs> she kind of steps over to the side, reaches behind her back onto the couch. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, oh, oh hey, sorry, hey. sorry. This is his favorite toy. Well, why don't you uh, stand on up and direct us to the toy? Okay, it's it's right here. And she kind of points with her chin down at a, uh, it's just a, a long string cattail kind of thing that Salem immediately perks up at. I, I go and grab it. He, he's on the ground and he's handcuffed behind his back, but he is shuffling kind of over to you and nipping with his mouth at the end of the cat toy. That's real unsettling. And there's blood everywhere, all over his chest and it's dried and it's all over his mouth. <laughs> You know, at the very least, he needs some medical attention, which she's not giving him. Yeah, I start using the cat toy to lead him into the back of my car. <laughs> here, here, uh, here's, here's Salem. Uh, get the, get the mousy. Come on, Come, follow, follow me. Meow, meow, meow. I lead him all the way outside to the back of my car and throw the toy in. Doctor Marie Jacobs will reluctantly follow. She is laughing to herself the entire time she walks to the cruiser. <laughs> as well as she should. And once you guys get out to the cruiser, you get a call from Keith Vigna on your cell phone. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Do we start? He didn't say one. Oh, shit. Yeah, start over. Okay, sorry. Three, two... Welcome back, everybody. Did he? He, he didn't did say we, it again. Yeah. Say, yeah. Uh, we got to start over. I don't think we're supposed I'm to start. So sorry. Five, four, three. Yeah, I'm just not hearing it in the phone. I'm not getting <laughs> yeah. that. No, not getting that There's one. There's a short in my... Not getting my, that go. I think. That go word. So, Clark, you receive a call on your cell phone from a number that comes up as the Contention Clinic. Uh, Officer Bishop. Hey, it's Keith. Hey, Keith. Let's I go. need a ride. Because remember, I rode here in the ambulance. Oh, that's right. Art yeah. imitating life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a couple perps in my uh, car. Cool. I'll, I'll send John your way. Who's the perps? Uh, Congratulations. It's a it's yeah. it's a real long story. You'll uh, cool. Well, I'm glad that you got some perps because um, not a big deal. But uh, well, j- I'll just let John see me when he gets here. Send him over my way. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Okay, have a great one. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I click. Uh, Hey, John, it sounds like Keith fucked up again. Yeah, I mean, he's just becoming less and less effective as he loses motility. (laughs) He needs a ride, though, from the clinic. I'm going to take these guys back to the station, and uh, I'll I'll meet you guys there. Right on. (laughs) 
John, you pull up to the clinic. The sun is very down by now. It is uh, late evening. I don't remember if I could walk or not. Yes. I can? You can walk now. Okay, cool. You can walk. You're just a little hobbled. Gotcha. Luke, do you want to describe what John sees when he pulls up? Um, I'm standing outside in just a hospital gown with some nice new bracelets on. Uh, they're handcuffs, and I had to cut the chain, so the chains are just kind of flopping down on either side and uh i have no shoes or anything else on and i'm waving john down to <laughs> come get me <laughs> john sees that pulling up and is just like what the fuck i pop the passenger door open and go well you wouldn't believe what happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah we uh we we had something uh, a little strange happen to us as well well i heard that you got a couple guys that means we're one up, one we're up woman criminals. and one was it Billy undetermined. Oh, interesting. Let's go back to the police department so I can get my change of clothes. It's a little breezy in this gown. Also, yeah, he attacked me and handcuffed me to the bed, and he got away, stole all my stuff. Who attacked you? The guy that we took to the to the clinic, Billy Harrison. Oh, the soldier. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, he, so he's, uh, so I had a conversation with him um, about John Peters. Something was up there, and then he, I was kind of catching on to something, and so he, um, I don't really, it was kind of a blur. But next thing I know, you know, all people are taking pictures of me and laughing at me, you know, what? Because <laughs> I was chained to the bed. Did he cuff you with your own handcuffs? He did. Vigna. <laughs> He stole my gun, too. Oh, my God, Vigna. <laughs> and he's probably wearing... I, I know that he's wearing my uniform right God now. God <laughs> damn it. Vigna? Dude, I did the best. I didn't do the best I could do. I can do better Clearly. next time. <laughs> can you? <laughs> I promise. Let's just get back to the police department so I can get into a change of clothes. All thoughts of a cat man are out of John's <laughs> mind. Cat man? He just thought it, and in fact, didn't thought it. So okay, <laughs> you haven't heard that yet. Well, don't don't tell Clark about. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to tell Clark about this. Damn it! Oh, I'm gonna tell Clark about this. <laughs> uh, we followed up on Doctor Marie Jacobs, and that radio freaky Friday'd her husband and her cat, according to her. Her husband is in her cat's body, and her cat is in her husband's body. You are grasping it <laughs> right away. Cool. So as soon as we get you all... Wait, so did you arrest them? We arrested the husband's body and, and the cat and Dr. Marie body. Jacobs. The cat with the husband's mind is MIA. It ran away or... It ran off apparently the second the switch happened. Okay. Well, that'll be... Can he talk or does he meow? He meows. He's a friendly little bugger though. This will be a sight to see. I don't really believe you, but... Yeah, I don't know why I'd lie about something like that. <laughs> All right, so you guys make it to the police station, and when you arrive, well, what are you up to? As soon as I got there, I stepped inside, and I said to Drew, Hey, uh, Drew? Yeah? I need you to get together some blankies and uh, make... It's like a cat bed, but for like a human-sized cat in one of the cells for me. Okay. 
Thank you, Drew. Yeah, of course. And then I go back out to the cruiser. I open the door and I say, Doctor, would you would you mind helping me make sure Salem gets in here real safe? Yeah, of course. So I'm using the toy, but I'm also hoping that she is taking up the rear. She is. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> going to, yeah, she's, she's going to play ball. And I'm leading the cat okay. into. And you guys <laughs> go into the police station and there's one open cell. Inside it is a blanket pallet. The other cells are filled with stuff that you guys took from the storage units. Right. I'm going to lead them both into the cell. She is cracking up. She thinks this is the funniest thing that's ever happened. And she keeps saying things to you like, Who's going to believe you? <laughs> no one. Absolutely uh, no one. I think Drew believed me. Drew, you believe me that this is a cat man? <laughs> Drew is pouring coffee onto the floor. <laughs> missing his mug completely another late night um yep see he believes me you said cat man yeah that's you believe me uh, drew you believe me yeah yes clark see? i'm sorry officer bishop see doctor he, he believes me so we at least got something going here we're gonna figure things out but uh for now i just want you guys to rest in here do you have their ids do you want me to start on the paperwork uh doctor do you have your id on you Yes, of course. Can, we get, can I borrow that? She hands you her ID. Doug is not wearing pants. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Drew, uh, we got hers. Doug is a cat man. Uh-huh. He doesn't have his ID on him, but uh, if you'll run hers, and see, you can run her husband, too. It should, should come up, Doug Jacobs. Okay. Sounds good. I'll, I'll start putting it in the system. Thanks, Drew. All right, so John and Keith arrive at the station. I go to my desk and open up. Hey, everybody, look at Keith. (laughs) (laughs) I I run as fast as I can over to my desk and try to get the extra uniform out and just put it on with my gown on. I'm not even taking my gown off. I'm just putting it on over my gown. Okay. Keith? Hey, um, before you say anything, do we have an extra um, set of keys to this? particular set of handcuffs. Keith, are those your handcuffs? Yes, but I lost the key to them. (laughs) Soldier boy handcuffed him up and stole his gun. Oh, he's also out there with his uniform, so we should probably get on that. That sounds (laughs) Keith, pretty dangerous. Told you not to let him get away. It sounds really bad, but it wasn't like, you know, it all happened pretty quickly. I don't think that either of you could have stopped it from happening either. He's an army man. And now he's a honorary police officer for contingent. <laughs> <laughs> we can spin this. We can spin this so that it looks like we're improving the force. While he's talking, while we're having the conversation, I'm going ahead and finding the keys for the cuffs. Yeah, go ahead and uh, we'll have Keith Vigna roll luck. 41 on 60. You find the keys. So while I'm uncuffing him. So before he got the jump on you, did you get a chance to talk to him, glean anything from yeah, him? Yeah, so we talked. I asked him some questions about John Peters. Hold on. I don't remember exactly what I talked to him about. Yeah. Yeah, he hit me in the head pretty hard, so some of that conversation was a little bit of a blur. But for the most part, we talked about him being friends with John Peters. He told me they played video games together, but I don't know why he was like, peeking around John Peter's house because they hadn't, they don't talk all the time, but he said they hadn't talked in a while, so he was poking around. But I started to not really believe that, and as soon as I showed any kind of, uh, like, that I wasn't believing him, he 
that's when it kind of turns into a blur. You know, the guy that came in saying he uh, was friends with John Peters also. Yeah. He was trying to find his keys. So people keep trying to say that they're his friend and then get weird. Yeah, that's true. While you guys are having this discussion, Drew kind of walks over to John and he's like, Hey, um, can I talk to you real quick in the back room? Sure, little buddy. If you guys want to head out of the room real quick. <sighs> Anything you can say to me. (laughs) (laughs) Drew leads you into the back room and he's like, hey, um, you guys went out to Splashylvania and you sent Lauren out there and she said that there was just blood and gore everywhere. Now, I I asked her if it if it looked like a deer and she said no but i i convinced her that it was just uh that we'd heard like a deer accidentally fell off a water slide but uh that is that's a hilarious excuse thank you what happened did you guys what's going on john did you guys kill someone yes and no oh my god drew you should have seen this shot it was fucking pretty as a picture but it turns out julie maxwell and she killed old leo uh so we had to shoot her clark just you know right between the eyes does this have to do with all the cocaine the the what now john i found all the cocaine in the lockup oh god it's been such a full day i got curious about what all was confiscated and John, that's a lot of money's worth of cocaine. Do you, aren't you glad it's off the streets? Do you know how much there is? How much it costs? I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll have to have that information when I write up my report. Oh, don't you worry about that one. This is still an ongoing investigation, so you don't need to write anything up on that. Okay. Well, Drew, you know what? I'm gonna. There's something big going on in contention. I'm gonna level with you. We don't know what it is, but we've got it under control. We're working towards it. I feel like we're about to break this thing. You know what would help a whole lot, though? What? If we had Maggie around. Yeah. Drew, can you can you do everything in your power? That's that's what I want you. Don't worry about these reports, man. Just focus on finding the chief. We need her leadership at a time like this. Okay, I will. I will. Now, um, you wouldn't, John. You you wouldn't be interested in unloading that cocaine would you is this some kind of test no John I did the math that's millions of dollars worth of cocaine in fact that's 10 million dollars worth of cocaine that's what are you you suggesting Drew well I know that you have a bit of a history (laughs) And, uh, I I mean... I slam him against the wall. Drew, anything uh, you think you know about me, you don't. Alright? I'm just fucking with you. Let's sell this cocaine. Okay, thank God. Holy shit. Okay, I already have a buyer set up in the city, and he's going to pay us $10 million. If we get Keith and Clarkin on it, too, they can help out, and that's $2.5 million each. I don't think we're going to get Clarkin on this. Okay, that's fine. That's $3.3 million each, but that's going to be hard. I don't know if we need to get Keith in on this. That's $5 million each. You and me, buddy. 
Okay, well, there's his name is the Duke, and uh, we're gonna we're waiting right now to hear back from him on where to meet. And he's got a glint in his eye of like pure ecstasy. You are a much more interesting man than I figured you for. We're gonna be millionaires, John. That's right. We're gonna be millionaires, both of us. <laughs> and he's just like giggling. He's very happy. And then he's like, "Also, I fixed the four wheeler." Hell yeah, buddy. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, we'll we'll talk about this later. Okay. Well, um, yeah. If you do breathe a word of this to anybody else, <laughs> I'll kill you. So, so don't. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, boy. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> and he walks back out into the room. Jesus Christ. Drew comes back out from the back room while you guys are having the conversation. John comes out shortly after. Good news, guys. Drew fixed the four-wheeler. Hell yeah. Nice. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> Okay, so Clark, Clark, I believe you were asking Keith about his bad cop work. <laughs> he was just a better criminal than I was a cop. I wasn't a bad cop. <laughs> uh, Which Keith. means we really should find him. How long ago did this all happen? Two hours ago. Did anybody at the hospital see where he went? Or? No, I looked at the security footage. The only shot they got out of him was like him leaving the lobby basically dressed as me. So nobody knows where he went. Hey, Drew, in the, the last hour or two, you get any calls about us working on something you hadn't heard from us about? Nope. Let me double check that my car is still parked out front. It is. Cool. So yeah, he didn't steal my car though, so we got that going for us. So why did you arrest them? Uh, you know, it was real confusing at the time. Uh, at the very least, it seemed like things weren't right. So on a hunch. He's got this real bad bloody nose. So, we, I mean, at the very least, it's her abuse. Did she punch him or? She says, so yeah, here's the, so she had the radio, right? And a she tall, had the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back at the treasured yeah, yeah, art yeah, yeah, place. Yeah. So she was the one who bought the radio. So we went to see if she had the radio. She said no, somebody had taken it. We said who? And she described a tall, angry, surly man had come and taken it. Did that ring any bells? We think it's Charles. Yeah, we, we okay. think you rung his bell earlier today. Where would the radio be then? I wonder. Uh, we think it might be back at his hotel room, which we found out. At the out. hotel? Yeah. Okay. And we haven't been there yet, have we? We have not been there yet. So that's kind of our biggest lead. So she says that when he came in, he punched Salem Doug Cap Man okay. in the Notes. How did this Freaky Friday situation happen? She blamed it on the radio. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Let's, you know what? I'll go check out his apartment with the help of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100%. That should be our next step mm-hmm. for the mystery. But we should probably find There's Billy somebody out there Harrison. in your clothes. How would you suggest we... I don't know. I don't know. Oh, dude, radio and call call for him and see if he answers my radio, walkie-talkie, whatever it is. Or we could send out a call on the radio that sets up an irresistible trap for him. Ooh, Ooh I, I like, like that. Yeah, I like, I like that too. Got a good head on you, John. So we know he was looking for John Peters, I think. So maybe we should say that John Peters is somewhere and then he won't be there, but we will. Yeah, or like a free buffet for soldiers. Ooh. <laughs> With... John Peters. John Peters is hosting a free buffet for soldiers. Charles had this guy in his trunk. That's true. So this guy might be out for vengeance. He might be at the hotel already. <laughs> Did you tell him that you That's killed true. Charles? 
I don't think if that came up. So we can, yeah, we can see if he's poking around Charles's place. Okay. I wonder where Charles first ran into this guy, you know? Where did he abduct him? He didn't remember, I think, when I asked him. I think I might have suffered a concussion, too, so if some of these details are a little, little off for me here. But I feel fine now. Just don't let me go to sleep. That's actually outdated information. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to take a nap in the back of the cruiser then while we are at <laughs> the motel. How are you feeling on that foot? Much better. I can walk, but I, I'm not back to where I was, but I will get there soon. We can probably take three cars then. then. I can drive, yeah. So you would remember that Billy said that his last memory was looking in a window at John Peter's house. At least that's what he told me, but I had a pretty reasonable suspicion about him and kind of confronted him on it, and that's what started the the violence. If he's telling the truth, though, he might have been caught snooping around outside the house by Charles. It was also snooping. That's what I was probably thinking. Did he say why he was look why he was snooping, why he was looking around the he windows? He said that uh, John Peters is his why friend, and they play video games together, and he hadn't heard from him in a while, so he went over to check it out. But that's kind of when his story started not making a whole lot of sense. Uh, off my, how old is John Peters? John Peters is thirty years old. Oh, and Billy I he was a much older man. Billy Harrison is. Probably the, around that same age, right? I think his ID said he was 31. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense that those guys would play video games together. <laughs> I got the feeling that that was either a half-truth or just a just fake. story. Yeah, It raised my suspicion because I was thinking of John Peters as like an old man. Okay, yeah. Can you remember any specifics about how his story started falling apart? Do you remember where you caught him? Slipping. Well, they had grown up together, I think, and then for a long time had just been playing video games together, and he, they weren't like super close friends, so it, it was just strange that he would feel the need to go to his house, especially when all of this crazy stuff is going on. And then it was it made me even more suspicious when he attacked me. <laughs> I was like, something, I don't think this, this guy's telling the whole truth. This fella... All right, fellas, I guess we should head to the hotel first. Hotel hotel motel. <laughs> <laughs> Can we call the motel hotel motel? Holiday <laughs> Motel Motel. Okay, so if you want to continue the evening doing adventure investigating type stuff, you'll oh, all lose some willpower. That's right. He already said it was late. We have to go to sleep soon. I feel like we should go now, though, because it's while it's fresh. And that guy's out there in green yeah, uniform. Yeah. We really need to hire some more cops in this town. <laughs> well, we potentially have a fourth one. Just depends on what he's doing, if he's doing crime or if he's... Yeah, what if he's out there just doing our jobs? Yeah. Like, maybe we should just <laughs> let him keep at it. Seems competent. Did we ever figure out where he was, what country Definitely. he was a soldier for? <laughs> he might be <laughs> an, an Al-Qaeda. You got your ass kicked by a Canadian soldier? <laughs> he's a Mountie. Billy's a pretty Russian name. You said we were going to lose willpower. How much? Is there ways to get that back? I can't remember mechanically. Sleep. Sleep, right? You, you, re you regain it when you sleep? Okay. So a full night's rest regains 1d6 willpower. Okay. Cool. How much are we going to lose if we stay up? You're going to lose one willpower per hour that you stay up okay. starting now. So everybody lose one willpower. Good thing none of us are magic users. For the listeners, willpower is one of the statistics in this game that is used for keeping your shit together when going through a mental disorder or staying up late or trying to resist interrogation or anything of that nature. Uh, it'll also maybe come in handy when spells are introduced. If they are, uh, willpower is also used for that. 
pew pew. If we were actually just three guys trying to go find this guy, we'd all go out in separate cars and just like search the town, I guess. Do you trust me to do that? As a, as your character, would you trust Keith to go out looking for the guy that bested him last time? As long as you radioed in when you found him and didn't move to engage. Where else would you want to check out then? Well, we have to go to the hotel too and like maybe sooner rather than later. But that can also just be the first place we look for him. And we could all take separate routes to it. Do that and then split up if he's not at the hotel motel. Then we can split up and cruise around. I like that. Okay, let's go to the motel and then figure it out from there. Cool. Uh, We do want to take all separate routes. Oh, cool. Uh, And you're taking separate routes to look for this guy on the way? On the way to the Okay, cool. Well, everybody, uh, how are we going to do this? Let's go ahead and get a luck roll from each of you first. Pass. 20 on a 50. Uh, Pass. 51 on a 70. 37 on a what are we rolling? Luck. 60. That's a lucky night. So I need all three of you to roll search for me. Mm, fail. Crit, fail. Crit fail. We all. Perfect. <laughs> We're all, all feeling perfect. really good. And then <laughs> Each of you feels like you just missed him. <laughs> I feel him in the night. <laughs> Hot. As you all converge at Hotel Motel, Keith's current home, you arrive in the parking lot, it's midnight, and there are a couple cars. If I could get an intelligence roll from the person with the highest intelligence. I'm at a 55. 75. 50. 92 on a 75. (laughs) Nothing seems out of the ordinary. Another night at Hotel Motel. Do I recognize any of the cars from living there? Seems to you like all the ones that are normally there are there. There's, you know, eight, ten cars there. There's some new ones. Okay, do we have a room number and the keys to the room? You have your keys to your room. And to Charles's. You also have the key to Charles' room. What is my room number? What's his room number? What's your room number? 108. Cool. What do you guys think? Do you think that the room number would be on the key? I mean, depends on what kind of key it is. Yeah. But if it, but if I'm it's thinking a, it's a real key with it's a, a real key, chain, then yeah, it's a real key with a rubber little thing on it that says two o two. Welcome to my home, guys. Vigna, this is a real shit. Hole. Thought you would never come visit me. It's very sad that you live here. It's just temporary. You've been saying that for months. I like try not to get a lump in my throat <laughs> and go up to two o two. I know the way, guys. Oh, 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 oh,